from the ministry of Reverend Ismaila Awudu. Get these life-changing, inspirational, and spirit-filled books. The Mystery of Greatness, At Thy Word, Church Membership, The Blueprint of Marriage, and any other ministry product of his. You can get these in electronic format by purchase through downloading Reverend Ishmaela Awudu's app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also purchase this book and other ministry products at the ICGC Yahweh Temple, Otinshi American House Last Stop, East Legon. Reach us on telephone, plus 233 277 250420 or plus 233 249 Email us ref at gmail.com. Visit our website icgc Grab your copies now and experience a change in your life. No more challenges, no more battle, because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said, after today, you shall rest from your battle, the battle of your marriage, the battle of your business, the battle of your finances, the battle of your sickness, the battle of your shame, the battle of your disgrace, the battle of your setback, the battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said, you will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Give me Proverbs 23, verse 23, and let's bow down a shot. The Father, we give you all the honor and the glory. We commit the service into your hands. We bless you for your faithfulness and your loving kindness. Spirit of God, we ask you to come in and take over, even as you instruct us this day in Jesus' name. Amen. He said, buy the truth and do not sell it. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. So we are all on the journey of buying the truth. And in other words, we are imbibing into our spirit or into our lives very time-tested principles that is supposed to make our life better. Amen. Certain things we could easily overlook or take it for granted. It's being re-echoed back to us to take it serious. Because our whole life is centered around how we live our life and how we want it to be. Every one of us should understand that God has a plan for us. But the plans of God for our life cannot come to pass when we fail to cooperate with God. So our cooperation with God is what can make the purpose of God come to pass in our life. We can have dreams and have aspirations. But if we don't agree with God in his plan for us we will mess it up. So all the things we are doing, we are on the journey of understanding the 31 keys to unlock the greatness that lies in us. We all have certain giants or we all have certain dreams and aspirations to give birth to, which is our calling and assignment. But we can only do that if we understand how God wants us to release it. Until you release the greatness within you, nobody can do it. Until you celebrate yourself, nobody can celebrate you. Until you know you carry something, you will never find fulfillment in life. Because life itself is empty until you fill it with whatever you want to fill it. And anything you fill life with is what you inherit at the end of the day. I've started with a series and we've moved on. I'm on the fifth slide or on the fifth point. 
out of our 31 kids, the fifth point tell us we nev- never make important decisions alone. Never make important decisions alone. It tells us the value of counsel in our life. It is important that for whenever you want to make any decisions, you need to be able to seek for counsel. If you want to do investment, you should be able to seek for counsel before you go into investment. You don't just get up to invest because they said it is lucrative. So you are putting your money in there. Before you put your money into that place for investment, you need to find out about that bank, find out about that financial institution, find out about what goes on around it, look at the profit that is going to come to you, whether on short term or long term or whatever it is, have understanding before you put your money there so you can go to rest. And you look also for the security implications of whatever. I was in the States and I was told, of a story because I happened to meet people who work in the banking sector. And one of the things they were saying is that a lot of Africans come to open accounts outside or offshore accounts or whatever it is, but they don't put in securities. In other words, there are no survivalists. So that if anything should happen, their nest of kings can inherit. So they die and sometimes nobody is there to inherit whatever because they are in a haste to open an account so they just open the account however the one opening will also not tell you but if you understand it you have to demand for it and then you put that clause into it so if anything should happen somebody can come in to also continue with all you have and in life for instance if you build a house you should be able to look for certain insurance policies if the event eventually should happen what will you do and you have people who are there who are brokers who can advise you in these areas but if you don't go in to seek for counsel definitely you will go in and you go the wrong way a lot of people have invested and they have lost their investment a lot of people have lost property some go to buy land because oh they are buying land so i have to go and buy so you went in and bought the land because it's cheap you thought you have documentation and one day you wake up and then they come and pull down all your structures so it is all about having knowledge or having counsel if you want to, people go into areas of courses of study and they don't even seek for career counseling guidance. So they just go in there and then they are learning because everybody is going into that course. So I'm also have to go and do it. They finish the course now and then job becomes a challenge and they have started having problems. You need counsel. Tell the person you need counsel. So any area at all you want to enter into, there are people who are experts in that place there are people who have gone through it and they need to be able to guide you and to counsel a young man walked into my office and said he's called of god and he feels he has to go and start church he has to be a pastor i said no problem you can go because the field is open the field is white jesus said that there are many people but few are the laborers so you can go in and go and hunt for it and you can name it whatever name you want to name it but i want to let you know how ministry is all about I took him through a few journey of the life of the pastor and what you expect and all this is. By the time I was finishing, he was looking at me. I told him, look, you don't come into, into being a pastor by the motivation of money because if it's about money, then you'll be frustrated and you'll be disappointed. But you come because it's a call of God. That is the first thing. And the call of God first have a secret calling and we have a public calling. The secret calling is between you and God. God first comes to you and knock at the heart of your door and speaks to you. But before then, you are a believer first. And he tells you that I want you to do this assignment. You have your own battles with God. Anyone that is genuinely called will run away from God. You will denounce God. You are not ready for it because the order is very tall. And after you have gone through it, then he now uses the outside confirmation to validate his calling upon your life. So you begin moving out and even a madman can see you and call you a pastor. You go to a places and you are talking and people say, are you a man of God? 
And so you'll be running away, but anywhere you go, you go into programs, a prophet picks you up and he's prophesying about that. You meet people who doesn't even understand anything about ministry, unbelievers, your friends, they'll begin talking about it. So the whole thing begins running around you until a time that he begins to confirm it also in dreams and other things until you finally have to yield. So he has so many proofs to prove to you of what he's calling you to do before you can finally say yes. Because sometimes in your walk with him, you can get to a point where you don't hear him. He will not speak. He will not even show you a sign. He will not even tell you anything. But you just have to believe the conviction of his calling and just speak. And then when you speak, you see things happening. So if you don't understand all these dynamics, you run away from the calling. Am I talking to somebody here? It's very lonely as well. So you need counsel. Tell the person you need counsel. Proverbs 11 verse 14 says that where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Tell the person in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Anything you want to do in life, seek for counsel. It is important. You are seeking for counsel. It's not a sign of weakness. It's not a thing that some people said, I will not seek anybody counsel because I can do it. Because if I go to ask them, they will feel that I don't know. In life, you don't know it all. Hello? You don't know it all. I, I, I learn. You see, there are three levels of learning. Which every man should know. Three levels of learning quickly. The first level of learning is those above you. You learn from those that are above you. Those who have gone ahead of you, you learn from them. That's the first level of learning. The second level of learning is that you learn from your peers. Those who are on your level, you learn from them. There are things they teach you. There are things they will explain to you that you have no clue. And then you also learn from those that are below you. And those that are below you are those that you might not even consider, but they teach you certain things that you have to learn. So every wise person learns from three levels. If you, if you decide to stay on the first level of learning from those that are above you, you will miss out on your level. And the same way you will miss out on those below you. But if you learn from the top, you learn also from the ground, you become holistic in whatever you do. So it is important for you to know that lessons or counsel is learned from these three levels. So you have that of the, those that are ahead of you, elderly people, those who are well educated more than you, advanced more than you are, you come to your level with those who are your body bodies, your peers, you can share things with, you play with, they understand your language better, you learn from them and then you go to those, you can learn from your maid, you can learn from your servant, you can learn from whoever, they are all part of your learning process. Am I talking to somebody here? It's important. So this is the wisdom issue, you know, so learning from somebody or seeking counsel from somebody is not a weakness. Sometimes you can even toss an issue to your maid and ask him, what do you make of this? And listen to the person. You can toss the same idea on your colleague's level. Say, what do you make out of this? Your secretary, whoever. You learn from all of them. And before you come out finally to form your opinion about issues, you have learned from everybody. It's not a sign of weakness, but carefully choose. But it is also important. Listen, it's also important also for you to choose your counselors very well. You have to choose them. Amen. By, by trying to stay in contact. Know who you are going for for a counsel because there are two types of counsel. One is positive, the other is negative. Tell the person one is positive, the other is negative. To bring out the greatness in you, you have to understand this principle. There's a positive counsel, there's a negative counsel. Our Heavenly Father recommends positive counsel at all times. We have to go, that is why I said in the multitude of counselors, there is what? Safety. Positive counsel. Counsel that will guide you to do the right things. Not a counsel that will tell you that will leave your wife and go and marry somebody else. Or once you have a, you have a guide, you have a farm, you should have a garden. 
lady around your side also who will service you. So your wife there, you will take care of this and then your girlfriend will do this. It is not a wise counsel, it's a foolish counsel. Amen. Or a counsel that will tell you, oh, you, you, you are not this thing. Look, just get up and any man or to go and do it. It's not a wise counsel, it's a foolish counsel because you have your dignity. Hello? Or a counsel that will tell you, look, if he, if he disturbs you, slap her. Put the fear of God in her. And that will make you the man. It's not a wise counsel, it's a foolish counsel. Amen. So you have to know what is a wise counsel and what is a foolish counsel. It's a never choose counselors based on outward appearances. Don't choose your counselors based on outward appearances. You don't look at somebody and say, because of the way the person is dressed, the person is wise. Wisdom is not in gray hair. So you go deceiving yourself to think that once the person has a gray hair, it's a sign of wisdom. It is not. Are you understanding me? So you have to know that it is not in appearance. For the fact that somebody is wealthy does not mean the person is successful. And you should know the difference. A poor man can be there, but the poor one is wiser than the rich person. Somebody might be wearing tattered clothes and might not live in a mansion, but his counsel can save you so many years of your life. A drunkard can give you a counsel that can save you from somebody who is not a drunkard. Even a madman can give you a counsel who utter one word and another, ah, this thing is wisdom that a sane person cannot even give you. A car can just pass by you and just an inscription behind the car. The car might be smoking, but it will show you, follow me to Jesus. <laughs> it was said that in the States, a man was driving with you and he saw a car that is actually fuming. I mean, the, the gas and everything was coming out and it was causing serious pollution in the atmosphere. And so they wanted to complain. When they turn behind the car, he says, follow me to Jesus. It's a good counsel. <laughs> Don't mind the, 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 the toxic, but follow me to Jesus. So, counsels are good, but you need to be able to know that don't look at appearances. We are like our father who does not judge by how you look, but how you are on the inside. Every man is a product of what comes from within him. Whatever comes from within you is what makes you who you are. You carry something and you need to cherish it. Are you there with me? In the book of 1 Samuel chapter 16, God sent a prophet unto the scene to go and anoint a king in the house of Jesse. When he went there, he saw the first son of Jesse, Eliab, and by his stature, he said the king, the grace of the king is upon him. God said, look, I have rejected because man looked at the outward appearance, but I looked at the heart. So, outwardness can sometimes be deceptive. In the house of, of, of Naaman, Naaman as, as a five-star general in the book of Judges chapter 5, was a leper. And because of that, he cannot come out publicly. He was looking for healing. He was looking for solution. But he took a maid in his house. The maid saw what the boss was going through and whispered to the, uh, to the madam and said, if boss will go to Samaria, there is a prophet who can heal him. And through that maid, the life of Naaman changed. She is a maid, but she was able to give a counsel that healed the life of Naaman and restored Naaman back. You saw in the book of 1 Samuel chapter, chapter number 9, there's Saul, Saul's father Kish, the donkeys got lost, and he went looking for them. He went everywhere. He was about to give up. But the servant who was with him was the one who was having money and told him, now listen, let me give you counsel. There's a man of God in the city that when we see him, he will tell us of our way. And through the counsel of the servant, Saul became the next king. Are you there with me? It's important for you to know. Tell the person, it's important for you to know. 
John chapter 5 verse 9, he said, Jesus was a brilliant miracle worker because he was in constant contact with his heavenly father. And this is what he said. Verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does. There is a need for you to know that God is in charge of our lives and we need counsel for us to get to wherever you have to. You cannot be an island in your life. You need other islands like Achipalago. Amen. Go and study your geography. So you need other islands for you to make to become what you have to be. And the next thing we have to understand is that Jesus was open about his feelings. Tell the person Jesus was open about his feelings. Don't bottle your feelings. When you feel like crying, cry. And release the pain. We were raised up in an African culture that when they beat you, they said, keep quiet. So we, 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 we more internalize our feelings than we verbalize it. So people die in silence. Even when they don't like it, they said, mm, amen. But I have a policy. If I, I can be driving when I feel stressed out and I feel like screaming, I scream, yay! And I feel okay and I move on. It might be your problem, but it's not my problem. I've, I've, I've done it and I'm okay. Hello? I didn't say scream like that in church. <laughs> amen. Sometimes in the bathroom, you, you, you feel like, sometimes you feel like shedding tears, cry and fill your heart out. Sometimes you feel like worship, you worship God. You feel like praying, pray. If you like, feel like, I mean, going out, go out there, release yourself. Don't bottle in. Are you there with me? Let your feeling go, speak out. Let there be a release. You, when you are dying in, inside, nobody knows you are dying. Hello? And a lot of people, you, you live your life boxed within. Release yourself and let the pain go. You, you, you can't continue killing yourself. You have to release it. Sometimes, do you know that people can be hurting you without even, even they even recognize they are hurting you? And sometimes, you know, you'll be hurting for somebody or hurting for things and which doesn't even have value. And they don't even deserve it. You, you need to release yourself. It is important for me to release than to bear grudges. Because you see, when you bury both grudges, it becomes a toxic in you. And it poisons your soul and it makes you die quickly. You might be angry with somebody. Every time you meet the person, your heart rather is beating. Why don't you let the person know, listen, this is the issue. I don't like this or I don't like that. Just to free yourself. It is not quarreling. It's not anything. It's about you being honest with yourself. Can I hear an amen? amen. So it's important and he said Jesus was open about his feeling. In the garden of Gethsemane, he cried. Even Jesus was God. In the garden of Gethsemane, he did what? Tell the person he cried. Tell the person he cried. He said, my father, if it be possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. Matthew 26, 39. Jesus stayed in constant pursuit of his father because he lived in our world. And felt the way we do. He is our elder brother who is humble and never proud of to reach. Understand the power of positive connections and create contact. This is the first step towards increase. You need the power of positive connection. Hello? Tell the person you need the power of positive connection. Your constant connection with God will cause the current to flow. If you plug in a socket, once it's in touch with the power source, you'll get power. If you plug out the socket, 
your power will go off. I have my iPad here. If I don't stay connected with power for a certain point, the iPad can go off. It doesn't mean that it doesn't have the function to work, but the fact is that there is no current flowing. In the same thing in your life and in my life, if we don't get connected, consistent to get fed, we will deplete. We will deplete. You have to know this. It's very important for you to release the greatest you. Somebody is definitely a link to your future success. Somebody is a link to your future success. You can't get there without somebody's help. There are no people who say, I am a self-made person or I am a self-style person. Everybody made somebody. Yes, you said you helped yourself, but there was a teacher who taught you. Yes, you said you made yourself, but there's somebody who employed you. Somebody who gave you the first opportunity to even work somewhere. So, every one of us, somebody, some way, or somehow, gave us an opportunity. And we need to be appreciative of the person. Somebody, the first time you were looking for a loan for your business, somebody saw potential in you and gave you the money for your business. You might today not depend upon the person, but you have to know that through that person, you move on to where you have to get to. Somebody would have been considered before you in admission in school, but they chose you. So, in life, you are definitely linked to somebody and the person is the one that helps you to have the success. But you need to have a clear revelation from God to know who is in your life. Because people can walk into your life or out of your life for their purpose or reason in your life. It's not everybody that comes into your life that is meant to stay. Hello? Sometimes the problem we have is that we think anybody that comes into our life should automatically stay. Some people are not meant to be in your life. They just come to lead you to a certain point and to leave you. Listen, some people come into your life to accompany you. Just like a friend on a journey. When they get to where you have to get to, they need to bow out of your life. And you have to understand the life of goodbye. So when they bow out of your life, you have to release them. You don't need to become bitter. Because that is how far God wanted them to take you. And there are others that are in your life to just stroll with you. It's a stroll. So they are just strolling with you and you are conversing. At a certain point, you will turn and they will not be there. You have to know that you are on a journey and you need to continue. And there are some who will start with you and will finish with you. And they are your permanent companions of life. So that is the scenario and the, and the beauty of life. And if you learn this thing in life, you will not stress yourself or who left you and who didn't leave you. And God sometimes can use conflict and use challenges to even bring separation. It is part of the parcel of your progress and success of life. And if you don't understand that, you will mourn and you will cry over issues that are long gone when you needed to have moved on with your life. Every stage of your life, God knows who can be with you and who cannot be with you. So it's important. That is why Jesus can look straight into the eyes of Judas Iscariot and say, friend, have you come to betray me? Because he knows the hour has come. And the assignment of Judah in his life for all the three years of ministry and all the preparation is that Judas is being prepared to betray him. Can you handle it? 
But that was the assignment of Judas Iscariot. And he played the assignment perfectly. Because without the betrayal of Judas, Jesus would have not saved you and I. It was a calamity to the description of circumstances, but it was a blessing in the light of God's divine plan and purpose for our lives. I told them that Ruth and Opa were following Naomi and as a result of Naomi moving into Moab, Moab and marrying from, uh, 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 the children marrying from there. But Naomi's husband died and Naomi's children also two children died. It was a calamity. It was a very but God has a bigger picture from the calamity which is the picture of the Messiah. And on the way, Opa kissed Naomi goodbye and left Naomi. And if Opa would have followed Ruth to the land of Bethlehem, there is no way Boaz would have married Ruth. Because Opa was more beautiful, more attractive, more pleasant to behold than Ruth. But you see, God has determined that Ruth is the one that the child will be born through. And out of that, Opa have to leave, not because he has to go, but God did it like that. Sometimes some people have to live your life because of the future. Because if you are in your life for the future, you will miss it. Some of you, you have to thank God for the one that disappointed you. You have to thank God for the one that walked out of your life. You have to thank God for the one that caused you pain. You have to thank God for the one that was not there for you. Because God knows your future than you know it yourself. So stop crying over things that you cannot put together. And thank God that it happened. You will cry today. It will be painful today. But it is better for your future. It's better for your future. You need to pray and say, Heavenly Father, I receive the humility and intelligence to consult those who are guiding me. Keep me from becoming too proud to reach, but daily fill me with the desire to be humble and seek after your leading in Jesus' name. Can I hear an amen? amen. Can I hear an amen? amen? Point number six of bringing the best out of you. Customize your atmosphere to keep you motivated. Customize your atmosphere to keep you what? To customize your atmosphere means program your atmosphere that you will always be what? Motivated. You need to get motivated yourself and move on to your next level. Customize your atmosphere to keep you motivated. Invest in anything necessary to create a motivating atmosphere. In life, you need to motivate yourself. Bible says, and David encouraged himself in the Lord. Nobody can encourage you better than you can encourage yourself. He said, because your chosen focus requires a unique climate. Any focus you have, you require a unique climate. A climate that is serene for you to be able to pursue it. Your atmosphere must be able to receive your attention. Amen. Not automatic though, but you have to control it or it will control you. You see, if you cannot master your environment, your environment will master you. Hello? If you cannot take dominion of the things that happens around you, they will depress you. Do you know each and every one of us have the power to control what happens around us? Do you know you have the power to control what should go around you because what goes around you can either make you happy or make you sad. But you are the master architect to control what you allow to make you happy and what you don't allow to make you sad. It is not what is happening around you. It is who you are tolerating around you. 
So before you blame God, blame who you have tolerated because you have you are the one that holds the key. You open the door for who you want to enter and you shut the door for who you don't want to enter because God has given you and I the volition, the free will to determine our life in conformity with his will. It's important. So you can choose to allow sorrow or you can choose to be happy. It's a choice. You can choose to allow refrost around you who will just toy with your emotions, toy with your energy, toy with everything that you don't care and you will always be crying for them to celebrate and make them feel happy and you can also choose to say, I refuse for anybody to mess me up. I choose who comes around me. I choose who not come around me. I choose what I want to hear. I choose what I don't want to hear. It is a choice and nobody can own you or lock you up for it. Even a prisoner has his freedom in the prisons. What are you tolerating in your life? Before you blame anybody, first blame yourself. Because what happens to us is as a result of what we allow. So you have the grace to control what comes to you. Your climate influences the decisions you make. Your surroundings contains color that affects affects you emotionally. Your surroundings, it contains color that affects you emotionally. Amen. Because every one of us requires something different always to try to design what environment brings the best out of you. Nobody is responsible for it and nobody will create your atmosphere for you. You must discern and pursue it alone. Tell the person you must discern and pursue it alone. In the wisdom word reader on the wisdom book of Dr. Mike Mudok, he put it this way. He defines that what is happiness. Happiness is feeling good about yourself. Tell the person, happiness is feeling good about yourself. He said, do not confuse this with popularity. Happiness is not popularity. You can be popular, but you are not happy. Because there are a lot of people who are popular, but they are not happy. So, which simply means, popularity simply means, others feel good about you. When you are popular, it's others who are feeling good about you. Amen. But you are not feeling good. So many people will queue in your house and you'll be giving them food and giving them charity. But you yourself, you know you are not happy. So that you are popular. Everybody is mentioning you, but you are sad. So popularity, you can be a celebrity. You can be a star. You can be a a bishop. You can be whoever you are. You can be popular on TV, on radio and everything, but you are not happy. So popularity is not happiness. And say, which simply means others feel good about you. But what you think about yourself, your character, and your own accomplishment determines your real sense of wealth and value. What you think about yourself and your own accomplishment is what gives you a real sense of wealth and value in life. So how are you thinking about yourself? If you belittle yourself, you become a small. Bible said that they sent 12 spies to spy the land of, 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 of Jericho, uh, um, the promised land. And, and God has promised the children of Israel to go and possess that land. Canaan. To go and possess Canaan. But they went in there. You can read Numbers chapter, chapter 10, Numbers chapter 12. When they went in there and spied the land, 70 of the tribe of Israel. They said when they came back, the 12 that went in. Ten came with a bad report. The bad report simply says that they saw the Anaks as giants and they were like grasshoppers in their eyes. 
Because they saw in their eyes as defeated, God had to kill them. Because God cannot create dwarfs, he created giants. And he said that in the life of Joshua and Caleb, they have a different spirit. The different spirit is that they said that we are well able to take the land irrespective of the giants in the land. You need to have a positive state of mind and see yourself valuable before somebody will value you. You see, the value you place on yourself is how men will address you. Life is not a schedule of defeats, but a parade of miracles. It wasn't meant to be an endurance of trials. You are not just enduring trials in life, but an enjoyment of triumph. We decide. Jesus said, these things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. John chapter 15 verse 11. Is happiness released by a Sunday morning walk to church altar? Some people think I just have to, when I walk to the church, then I'll have happiness. Happiness is not released by walking to church Sunday altar. Amen. Or repeating the sinner's prayer after a television pastor has preached. There are people who always are confessing their sins and they are repenting every day. They are not sure whether they are saved or not. Today I declare you are safe. Or uh, by time spent with a marriage counselor. Why many believers live in the joy and the power of Jesus' life, others do not. Am I right? There are people who are joyful in the Lord, but there are others who are in the church still and they are not happy. Why are so many living in fear and in defeat? Ask somebody, why are you living in fear and defeat? And there are a lot of people who day in and day out, they are in the church, they are with the Lord, but they are living in fear and defeat. Too many are looking to someone else to bring their happiness to them. The reason is that we are looking for somebody to make you happy. So you want to marry for somebody to make you happy. Isn't it? You want to get a job to make you, for somebody to make you happy. But you see, the thing is not about another one, it is in you. Tell the person it is in you. Galatians chapter 6 verse 4 says, But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. So once you do your own work, you have the joy. Happiness doesn't start around you. It begins inside you. Tell the person, your happiness begins inside you. Stop waiting for flowers to arrive. Stop waiting for Valentine's Day to make you happy. Stop waiting for your first dinner and your first lunch. Stop waiting for somebody to tell you you look good and you are complete as a man and a woman before you feel alright. The happiness you are looking for is not around you. It's within you. It's in you. Tell the person your happiness is in you. Oh, tell the person your happiness is in you. You, you, you don't wait for things. You are waiting for God to answer your prayer before you'll be happy. You need to know that your happiness is there before your prayer is answered. Stop waiting for the flowers to arrive. If nobody gives you a birthday cake, go and order yourself. And order it to your house. Go and buy your own card, write in it and address it to your house. And if you like, go and wait and order the candle 
And then they will knock at your bell. They will knock at your door with a pew. Then they open. And then he said, he said, yeah, madam, you have a parcel. Then when do you take it to come and you open it? Surprise! <laughs> so happiness is the growing seed inside you. This very moment. Start growing the seed inside you. Do you, f- do you feel good about yourself? As the person, do you feel good about yourself? Let the person give you an answer. Oh, be honest. If you are not feeling good, be honest. It is only in church that everybody is a saint. <laughs> As a person, do you feel good about yourself? If not, why not? Why can't you feel good about yourself? What bad news have you believed about yourself? What bad news have you believed about yourself? Satan is the accuser of the brethren. Revelation chapter 12 verse 10 says that he said, then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. Has been cast down. The one that tells you, oh, you don't look beautiful. The one that tells you, you are, you are a failure. The one that tells you, oh, you can't amount to anything. The one that tells you, you will die. The one that tells you, you are useless. The one that is consistently accusing that voice you are hearing that makes you sad. He said, it, it has been cast down. I declare over your life, any accuser in your life, we cast him down today in the name of Jesus. The accuser of the brethren has been cast down. So you don't need to belittle yourself. You need to feel good about yourself. Because Bible says in Romans chapter 1 verse 8. He said, now therefore there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. You are not condemned. In Ephesians chapter 1, he said, he chose us in him before the foundations of the earth. That we should not be blameless. We are blameless before God. So God sees you blameless. Why do you continue blaming yourself? Free yourself. Tell the person, free yourself. Tell the person, free yourself. He uses your past failure in your life to destroy your faith. And you always want to be there. Your past is gone. Tell the person, your past is gone. Don't allow past hurts. Take note of this. Don't allow past hurts and memories chain you to the prison of defeat. Don't allow past hurts. And memories chain you to the prison of defeat. Smash the locks of your prison. Dare to resist the hurts and disappointments of yesterday. You have to desist from the hurts and disappointments of yesterday. Tell the person you have the control. Tell the person you have the control. Tell the person you have the control. Isaiah 43, verse 18 to 19 says this. It says, Remember not remember not the former things neither consider the things of old behold i will do a new thing now it shall spring forth shall you not know it i will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert tell the person the lord said do not consider the former things oh tell the person do not consider the former things in other words, what is past is past. Don't let it hold your jaw and don't let it box you. Let it go. Let it go. You have the right to release yourself. Happiness is feeling good about yourself. You deserve to be happy. Tell somebody and tell the person you deserve to be happy. Your sense of worth and value determines how good 
you really feel your sense of worth and value determines how good you really feel feeling good or happiness depends on two things you you need to feel good sometimes you need to dance in your room and turn around and amen because Charlie, if you don't feel good about yourself who will feel good about you your happiness depends on two major things one on your relationships and two on your achievements tell the person on your relationships and your achievements so you were built for connection your heart requires fellowship your mind your mind demands negotiation your mouth longs for an ear that understands i take it again you are you are built for connections your heart requires fellowship so it longs to connect to somebody are you there with me and your mind demands negotiation so you use your mind to negotiate and the way you negotiate determine the price and the value you put on yourself and your mouth your mouth longs for an ear that understands so as i am talking to you i expect you to understand me so you need somebody to talk to i pray into your life may the lord give you the right connections may the lord give you the heart of fellowship may the lord give you the mind of negotiation may the lord give you the ear that will hear your voice and follow up with you because you need relationships in your life God, our creator, created and established us for the need we have through relationship. Everything we are looking for has been packaged and planted into relationship. May the Lord guide you this day to uncover the unusual blessings that is connected to relationship. May you bring out the gold that lies in relationship. May you bring out the favor and the joy that lies in relationship. Relationships satisfy two, two huge needs of the human heart. Two huge needs of the human heart. First, the need to receive love. True relationship will receive love. You want to be loved, you want to be cared for. It is embedded in relationship. As you relate, that's why you can be down, but you meet friends who love you for who you are, accept you for who you are, and they encourage you and tell you, hey, rise up, because you can do better. Rise up, you have a future. Rise up, you are more than who you think you are. Rise up, and you can go for it. And all of a sudden, you are motivated, and you are encouraged, and you rise up from your ashes and begin to pursue things. In the same way, you can have relationships that will tell you you are good for nothing. You, you don't deserve anything. They beat you down. It can happen in your marriage. It can happen in your life. And if you don't take time, you will be enslaved by that thought. And forever, you will not even think you have anything good in your life. Even when there are people who are living today, out of the class, what their teachers told them. Even now, when you are telling them you are beautiful or you are good, they said, hey, are you sure? They don't even believe it. I am here to declare deliverance to your mind and your soul. It doesn't matter how any man describes you. God made you in his image and you are loose to celebrate yourself your mistakes is not a description of who you are your mistake is part of the package of your greatness and your wisdom 
You can never be anything if you have never made any mistake before. So don't let your mistakes define your environment. Secondly, you need relationship to release love. You need relationship to receive love and you need relationship to, re- to what? Release life. May the Lord help you to release love. I said, may the Lord help you to release love. You have an inborn craving to make contact. That is why the wounded, divorced victim still reaches out another time to risk love again. It doesn't matter who disappointed you. You still can meet another person who can make you happier than before. You, you, are you following what I'm saying? For the father you were disappointed, that does not mean there is somebody who will not love you. For the father you lost the job, it does not mean that you will not get a better job. Somebody might not respect you today, but somebody is out there who is dying for you. Are you following me? You, you, you might look at yourself and say, ah, I am ugly. Oh, he said, even in your ugliness is when I'm dying for you. He said, ah, I don't even look like myself. He said, oh, this is even what I like. And if you like, come, come and sit behind me and I will ride with you. She'll be shocked out the person who shower you with love, with care, with understanding, with everything and say, hey, what is happening to me? Because when your moment comes, he doesn't care what happens because beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder. I prophesy over your life. Somebody will accept you for who you are. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter your mistakes. It doesn't matter your challenges the Lord said that love you and that person will show you that love without any reservation receive it in your life it's important it's important it's important whatever or whichever area you are hurt there is somebody to mend that healing for you you have not met the person yet so don't give up and say it cannot be hello because it is waiting for you and you will smile I said you smile. I said you smile. Something in you always reaches out for another. Even when your memory is screaming anger. Relationships are a risk. They demand time. Energy. Attention. And discipline. There is no relationship being a risk factor. So you risk it. But in the risk lies your security. In the risk lies your maturity. In the risk lies your learning process. In the risk lies the joy you want to have in life. So if you don't risk it, you cannot have it. So they demand your time. They will demand your energy. They will demand your attention and it will demand your discipline. Like tender plants, they require patience before it strengths. It requires what? Patience. Say patience. Say patience. Millions of people wither in loneliness, refusing to labor on the moment of love. You cannot be anything until you pay a price for something. So customize your environment. It is very important. You can multiply the result of your life when the thing around you strengthens and motivates you. What you see on daily basis controls your desire and affects what you desire to do. Keep around you photographs of things you want in your future. (laughs) 
Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't surround yourself with some ex who, who disappointed you and, and, and when you see the person, your heart party, uh, will, be, will be beating and, and your pressure is going up and, and all the time you have that people, you look and say, ah! <laughs> Amen. You, you are making the person turn you to a caricature. Destroy that ex picture. Burn that ex things. Anything that reminds you of the pain of that person, destroy it that you don't remember it because it will not help your future. Some of you, you have married and you are in a marriage and yes, you have your exes and you go and look and say, yay. Amen. But, but now you are in a different level. So you can't enjoy your marriage because you have a reference point. Why don't you close that chapter and open another chapter to enjoy your marriage because that is what God has given you. You just have to know to move on with your life. Move on with your life. Amen. So fill your memory with pictures of your future. The house you want to build, have it printed and let them put it down with a 3D drawing. You have not bought the line yet, but have that picture in your bedroom. Oh, are you there with me? Decorate your room with memories of pictures of your courtship, of your marriage, of things that inspire you and, and let it be there. Your future businesses, your future education of your children. Let them print it there and always feed your eyes on it. Let it remind you consistently because it can be a reality tomorrow. God asked Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 1 when he read he said Jeremiah what do you see he said I saw an almond tree he said you have seen well I will hasten my word to perform what you see is what you receive and a lot of us we have memories of sadness you have pictures that when you take it you only be crying why don't you have pictures when you see look at it you'll be inspired So keep around you photographs of things you want in your future. Do not wait on others to help you initiate changes in your environment. Initiate it yourself. Today I release you to bring change in your environment. Every atmosphere produces a different emotion. Create an environment that will stimulate you. Amen. God created what he wanted to see. Do you know that? God created what he wanted what? To see. Genesis chapter 1 said the earth was without form and void. God should have chosen to stay by that. But God said that let there be light. And God created us and put into us the creative ability to change our environment. So even though the earth was discovered as void in Genesis 1, you are like your father, the creator of all things. Therefore, you must act like him. No matter how void an environment or situation might seem, never focus on the voidness. Rather, create what you want from within. In other words, you might face challenge, but don't let the challenge limit you. Speak positive into every challenge every time. Speak victory into every challenge every time. Speak grace into every challenge every time. When the things are not even working, speak that it shall work. All the time, have a positive mindset and declare a good mindset and speak a good thing out because your words are the pen by which you write your future on. Your words. Key number seven of releasing the greatest within you. Make tomorrow bigger than your yesterday. Make tomorrow what? 
Make tomorrow what? Bigger than your yesterday. If your tomorrow cannot be bigger than your yesterday, you cannot go forward. There are people who say that ah, I miss the good old days. The days of rock and roll. It is good to talk about the nostalgic feelings of your past. Of your school days. When you jumped the wall. You, it's good to think of all those things. But you also have to feel yourself of your tomorrow. Your best days are ahead of you. Your worst days are behind you. They are behind you. So you just have to stay focused and know that my best days are ahead, but my worst days are behind. I can't go back into my past to change my past, but I have what it takes to change my tomorrow. So I will focus my energy into my tomorrow to change my tomorrow that waste my time of my yesterday. My yesterday cannot describe me, but my tomorrow is what will describe me. I prophesy over your life as you rise up today, as you move in your endeavors, don't be a slave of your past, but be a liberator of your future. Don't be a slave of your tomorrow, but be a liberator of your tomorrow. I declare that your yesterday cannot hold you down, but your tomorrow is calling you higher. 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 You need to aspire for your tomorrow. You need to run for your tomorrow. You have to go for your tomorrow in your business, in your marriage, in your relationship, in all your endeavors. Just aspire for your tomorrow. I liberate you today to enter into your future and not in your past. You are free from your past. You are released from your past. You are suffering from the guilt. You are moving on to your tomorrow. May the Lord help you. 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 May He be your encourager. May He be your joy. May He be your strength. May He be your shield. May He be your motivator. In the name of Jesus. Philippians 3 13 14 says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on. Tell the person, press on. Tell the person, don't stop pressing on. He said, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Ruth created a future far different from her past. Stop thinking of yesterday. It is gone and will never come back. Become a tomorrow thinker. Tell the person, become a tomorrow thinker. Tell the person, become a tomorrow thinker. Not a yesterday thinker. God never consults your past to decide your future. Satan always tries to remind you of your yesterday's failure. Mistakes and errors. Ignore him. Your past is over like it. Act and talk like it. I release you today as you stand up and you lift up your hands. May the Lord help you to walk. May the Lord help you to talk. May the Lord help you to act not in your past but in your future. May you see the future clearly. May you see the future ahead. May you see the future unfold. May you see the future being a reality. May you have a drive and a passion for the future. And may you not say, I cannot make it. May the Lord give you what it takes to make it. May you not wait for people to encourage you. May you be an encourager of yourself. May the Lord move you to the next level. You deserve a better life 
life. She deserve a glorious life. She deserve a better future. In the name of Jesus, any area that is painting negative pictures, I take your eyes off it and I focus your eyes onto the future of the Lord. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord favor you. In the name of Jesus, I call in us. Thank you. Give the Lord a clap of somebody. Thank you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC East Legon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Audu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email us to icgceastlegon at yahoo.com or call us on 57 227437 and 057 You can also worship with us on Sundays, first service 7 a.m., second service 10 a.m., on Tuesdays at 6:30 p.m. for our teaching service, and Thursdays at 6:30 p.m. for prayer service. You can also connect with us on YouTube, Facebook, and Skype. God richly bless you.